Welcome to Coffee with Christ. I'm Nicole Jones, and you are listening to episode 31. My favorite time of the day is early in the morning when I sit down and have coffee with Christ. I covered my experience with it in the intro if you want to go back and listen, but basically I started to apply everyday ordinary relationship tools in my relationship with God, and that meant sitting down, having a cup of coffee, and listening. I don't do it every day, but on the best days I do, so I thought it would be interesting to help you do the same, and so this podcast was born. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope this becomes part of your routine and part of how you come to know God just a little bit better than you did the day before. First, we'll start with a few minutes to clear our minds and center our hearts. Then I'll read a passage of Scripture. As a reminder, I read from the New Living Translation to help us hear Scripture in a new way. You can follow along in your Bible, but my hope is that you'll just listen. That's actually how God's people heard it when it was brand new. At the end, I'll guide you through some questions to help you ponder the passage more. I truly believe God's Word changes people. It changes them verse by verse and chapter by chapter. It's a magnificent and marvelous thing, these ancient words that are written for us and have stood the test of time. So let's get started by being still. Use the next few minutes to thank God for who He is and what He's done.
Over the last month, we have heard about the creation story, the fall of mankind, and its continual bend towards corruption. Despite mankind's bend towards destruction, we saw God promise a seed, a man, that would one day crush evil's head. The thread of promises continue throughout the book of Genesis. God also made a covenant with Abraham to give him land and countless descendants that would bless all the inhabitants of the earth. God's covenant with Abraham continued through to his son Isaac and his wife Rebekah, and last week we saw that covenant extend to Isaac's son Jacob. Jacob married two sisters, Leah and Rachel, who began having a war to see who could bear the most children. Twelve sons were born from that battle. Let's read some more of their story in Genesis chapter 31. But Jacob soon learned that Laban's sons were grumbling about him. Jacob has robbed our father of everything, they said. He has gained all his wealth at our father's expense. And Jacob began to notice a change in Laban's attitude towards him. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out to the field where he was watching his flock. He said to them, I have noticed that your father's attitude towards me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. You know how hard I have worked for your father, but he has cheated me, changing my wages ten times. But God has not allowed him to do me any harm. For if he said, the speckled animals will be your wages, the whole flock began to produce speckled young. And when he changed his mind and said, the striped animals will be your wages, then the whole flock produced striped young. In this way, God has taken your father's animals and given them to me. One time during the mating season, I had a dream, and I saw that the male goats mating with the female goats were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, Yes, here I am. The angel said, Look up, and you will see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah responded, That's fine with us. We won't inherit any of our father's wealth anyway. He has reduced our rights to those of foreign women, and after he sold us, he wasted the money you paid him for us. All the wealth God has given you from our Father legally belongs to us and our children, so go ahead and do whatever God has told you. So Jacob put his wives and children on camels, and he drove all his livestock in front of him. He packed all the belongings he had acquired in Padanaram and set out for the land of Canaan, where his father Isaac lived. At the time they left, Laban was some distance away shearing his sheep. Rachel stole her father's household idols and took them with her. Jacob outwitted Laban the Aramean, for they set out secretly and never told Laban they were leaving. So Jacob took all his possessions with him and crossed the Euphrates River, heading for the hill country of Gilead. 
Three days later, Laban was told that Jacob had fled, so he gathered a group of his relatives and set out in hot pursuit. He caught up with Jacob seven days later in the hill country of Gilead. But the previous night, God had appeared to Laban the Aramean in a dream and told him, I'm warning you, leave Jacob alone. Laban caught up with Jacob as he was camped in the hill country of Gilead, and he set up his camp not far from Jacob's. "'What do you mean by deceiving me like this?' Laban demanded. "'How dare you drag my daughters away like prisoners of war? Why did you slip away secretly? Why did you deceive me? And why didn't you say you wanted to leave? I would have given you a farewell feast with singing and music.' accompanied by tambourines and harps? Why didn't you let me kiss my daughters and grandchildren and tell them goodbye? You have acted very foolishly. I could destroy you, but the God of your father appeared to me last night and warned me, leave Jacob alone. I can understand your feeling that you must go and your intense longing for your father's home, but why have you stolen my God's? I rushed away because I was afraid, Jacob answered. I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. But as for your gods, see if you can find them and let the person who has taken them die. And if you find anything else that belongs to you, identify it before all these relatives of ours, and I will give it back. But Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the household idols. Laban first went into Jacob's tent to search there, then into Leah's, and then the tents of the two servant wives, but he found nothing. Finally, he went into Rachel's tent, but Rachel had taken the household idols and hidden them in her camel saddle, and now she was sitting on them. When Laban had thoroughly searched her tent without finding them, she said to her father, "'Please, sir, forgive me if I don't get up for you. I'm having my monthly period.' So Laban continued his search, but he could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became very angry, and he challenged Laban. What's my crime? he demanded. What have I done wrong to make you chase after me as though I were a criminal? You have rummaged through everything I own. Now show me what you found that belongs to you. Set it out here in front of us before our relatives for all to see. Let them judge between us. For 20 years I have been with you, caring for your flocks. In all that time, your sheep and goats never miscarried. In all those years, I never used a single ram of yours for food. If any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce the count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. You made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in the dark of night." I worked for you through the scorching heat of the day and through cold and sleepless nights. Yes, for 20 years I have slaved in your house. I worked for 14 years, earning your two daughters, and then six more years for your flock. And you changed my wages 10 times. In fact, if the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac— You would have sent me away empty-handed, but God has seen your abuse and my hard work. That is why He appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Then Laban replied to Jacob, These women are my daughters. 
These children are my grandchildren, and these flocks are my flocks. In fact, everything you see is mine. But what can I do now about my daughters and their children? So come, let's make a covenant, you and I, and it will be a witness to our commitment. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a monument. Then he told his family members, gather some stones. So they gathered stones and piled them in a heap. Then Jacob and Laban sat down beside the pile of stones to eat a covenant meal. To commemorate the event, Laban called the place Yagar Shahadath, which means witness pile in Aramaic. And Jacob called it Galid, which means witness pile in Hebrew. Then Laban declared, This pile of stones will stand as a witness to remind us of the covenant we have made today. This explains why it is called Galid, witness pile, but it was also called Mizpah, which means watchtower. For Laban said, May the Lord keep watch between us to make sure that we keep this covenant when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters or if you marry other wives, God will see it even if no one else does. He is a witness to this covenant between us. See this pile of stones, Laban continued, and see this monument I have set between us. They stand between us as witnesses of our vows. I will never pass this pile of stones to harm you, and you must never pass these stones or this monument to harm me. I call on the God of our ancestors, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of my grandfather Nahor, to serve as a judge between us. So Jacob took an oath before the fearsome God of his father Isaac to respect the boundary line. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice to God there on the mountain and invited everyone to a covenant feast. After they had eaten, they spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early the next morning, and he kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. Recap the story in your own words. How did humans fail?
What did you see God doing in this chapter? What was His response to human frailty? Say a prayer thanking God for what you learned or asking Him to show Himself to you in a new way this week. Thanks for listening to this 31st episode of Coffee with Christ. Don't forget to leave a rating or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Let's invite someone to be changed by God's Word because it changes us verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Have a wonderful day and join me tomorrow for our next episode.